Local news, national news, even feel-good news. Delivering the topics that are relevant to you. That's why I listen to Joe. He covers it all. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. So it is, it's $5 sushi day at Publix. Uh, thank you for the reminder of that in our chat group, Karen. $5 sushi is about as good a deal as you're ever going to get on sushi. And they only do it on Wednesdays at Publix. Here's my here's my suggestion, not that Publix needs my help, okay? But I had this thought about this. I think that Publix ought to, ought to discount their sushi after a certain time of the day, say 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. or something like that, you know, because you don't want day-old sushi the next day, right? You want you want fresh sushi, and you want to make sure that you run out of sushi. Discounted, and, and, and then you have to sign a waiver. Right. <laughs> it's sure, going to you know, be bad. And I'm sure they know what the lifespan of a sushi is and how long it can be in the refrigerated section. And I mean, they've got this all calculated. But I, but again, uh, Mr. Publix, if you're listening, my, my tip would be uh, take, take a time of day, be it 5, 6, 7, 8 p.m. or whatever. I think the stores usually close at 10 or 11, don't they, Publix? Uh, and, and discount it after a certain time. Uh, so that we can go in and, and get uh, affordable sushi. Because really, for those who like sushi, and I am, everybody, if you're in your car right now, raise your hand if you like sushi. We're watching the traffic cams. Look at that, Paul. Look at all those people raising their hands. That is crazy. So a lot of people like sushi, and $5 sushi is as good as it gets. I mean, that's as good as it gets. And, you know, I, I'll tell you. And it's good, it, too. It's good quality sushi. They make say. it right there. Is there a huge variety? No, there's not a huge variety. Is it the absolute best sushi in town? No, it is not. Is it the worst sushi in town? Not even close. Um, uh, and, and it, it is, uh, it's, it's good sushi and it's freshly made right there in the stores. And, uh, this brought to you by Publix where shopping is a pleasure. It actually isn't. I was just, uh, saw that in the, uh, in the chat group. If you want to join us. No, not that it isn't a pleasure. It's just not the sponsor. It's not the sponsor. Yeah, it is a yeah, pleasure. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So, um, all right. So here's the deal. Remember how, was it yesterday? Yesterday was COVID day. Today is macabre day or macabre. I know people pronounce that different ways. I prefer to pronounce the word macabre. Um, some people say macabre, but I'm going to stick with macabre. So I always enjoy walking into a room Anywhere, really, but especially the newsroom at the radio station. I like to walk into the room and I'll just proclaim, hey, do you guys want to hear something really gross? And in a in a group of radio broadcasters, I would say 10 out of 10, but at least 9 out of 10 will say, yes, I want to hear something gross, right? And Laurel, every time I ask you if you want to hear something gross. Yeah, definitely. All the you time. always say yes. <laughs> 100%. You are def- you are DTG. You are down to gross. A hundred percent. Yes. So I've got not one, not two, but three macabre stories for you coming up at the bottom of the hour. So macabre that that I'm gonna have to give a warning on the radio before I share them with you because some of them may be uh, inappropriate for for little ears, if you know what I'm saying. So we'll have that for you coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh we'll have uh uh our macabre or macabre, macabre, maybe I should come up with a different word, morbid, uh, grotesque, uh, gross, gross stories coming up at the bottom of the hour, so stick around for that. It is time right now, though, for the presidential pinger. All right, we have lojacked all of the presidential candidates. We have, we have placed GPS trackers in the lapels of their suits and business s- skirts and suits, and we track them around the nation. During their presidential campaigns, we call it the Joe Kelly presidential pinger. We are three days away from the South Carolina primary. That is coming up on Saturday. We're six days until the Michigan primary. We're 13 days away from Super Tuesday. That's March 5th. 15 states vote that day. We are 27 days away from Florida's primary, but we're only 17 days away from early voting getting underway here in Florida. And we're 258 days until the general election. I noticed that. I am one day off from Sean Hannity's count on how many days away from the election. He just, in the last half hour, said we're 257 days away from the election. I've got 258 days away from the election. Your mileage may vary. I think it depends on whether or not you count 
either today or count election day to get to that number. Anyhow, all right, uh, here's what we have, the latest from the campaign trail. Biden's communication team decides that a they're going to take a less is more approach. <laughs> oh, that is so rich. A less is more approach. When it comes to Biden administration's communication strategy, the goal is the less you see of Joe Biden, the better. That's terrible. That's a terrible strategy. Well, clearly it is going to be the only viable strategy for Joe Biden. But generally speaking, that is a terrible strategy for any marketing campaign. The less you see of them, the better. Uh, you'll recall that last time he ran from the basement, pretty much he's going to run his campaign from the basement again. Now, as perhaps a great example of less is more, you guys have got to check this out. Listen up. The Biden campaign today released a video. It's only two minutes long. Only two minutes. In radio time, that's a long time. In, in the history of the world, two minutes is a blink of an eye, if that. But in two minutes, this video has 28 different edits. 28 edits in a two-minute video. You could only imagine how long it must have taken the production team to get the content out of Biden's mouth properly. Now, listen up. You'll be able to hear some of the edits in the audio, but we've posted the video in the WDBO app so that you can see. I mean, they're clearly visible, and these aren't the cool hip jump. Uh, there's something called a jump edit, and, and, and I use jump edits all the time in my video, and it just eliminates spaces. Uh, and, and it allows you to change facial expressions or change attire or um, by attire, I mean the clothes you're wearing, not, not a wheel. Um, but these are jump edits clearly to cover for Biden's inability to communicate without mumbling or screaming and yelling. But here it is. Here's the latest two minute, uh, video from Joe Biden attacking who else? Donald Trump. An attack on one is an attack on all. That's what NATO's Article 5 says. It's a simple but powerful concept and it embodies why one of America's greatest sources of strength is our alliances. They're not only important to us, they're important to the rest of the world. In the entire history of NATO, Article 5 has only been invoked once to stand with the United States of America after we were attacked on 9-11. The whole world knows if any adversary were to attack us, our NATO allies would have our back, and they know we would have their backs as well. And that's why what the former president said is so dangerous. He said he would encourage Russia to, and I quote, do whatever the hell they want, end of quote. A statement heard around the world it does nothing but encourage bad behavior. After Putin's most fierce opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, died in a Russian prison last week, the former president, Trump, and other Republicans refused to hold Putin accountable for his death. Instead, Trump said Navalny's death made him realize how bad America is. He said, and I quote, we are a nation in decline, a failing nation, end of quote. Why does Trump always blame America? Putin is responsible for Navalny's death. Why can't Trump just say that? Putin's responsible. We have to stand up to Putin and pass the national bipartisan bill, the national security bill, supporting Ukraine as they defend themselves against Putin's vicious onslaught. The Senate's already acted. It's time for the House to act now because the votes are there. The Speaker needs to call a vote and abide by the will of the House. A clear majority supports what the Senate supports. So we can stand with Ukraine and send them the supplies they need to defend themselves. And prove to the world once more, America can be relied on. We stand strong with our allies. We have to remember who we are. We're the United States of America. We keep our commitments. We never walk away from our friends. And we sure as hell don't bow down to Vladimir Putin. Yeah, you can see the whole video, and it is awkward. It's, it is an awkward two-minute view with 28 different edits in that video. I can only imagine that the, the production team uh, was just pulling their hair out, trying to make sure that everything was right. Meanwhile, former President Trump confirms at least six names during a town hall event on Fox News last night. Six names who could be his potential VP. The audience has uh, been asked who they think would be a good choice, and various names came up. Um, 
Uh, one of them was, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. He's made a big splash. Ron DeSantis, who's made, making an appearance today in South Carolina, we just found out. Um, obviously, Tim Scott, Byron Donalds, and a, a big uh, presence here for Tulsi Gabbard. Um, very interesting. Um, our, and Christy Nome as well, I should say. Right. Are, are, are they all on your short list? And... Yeah, so he says they are. So they are on the short list. And, and then Trump was also asked about revenge. Uh, this question from the audience. Mr. President, our country is so divided right now. I know you have suffered endless attacks, no doubt. But how can you assure independent and undecided voters that your focus as president will be on improving the state of our country and not settling those old scores? <laughs> it's an interesting question, I must say. Look, I did it before. So We had a great four years. Especially let me speed, let me speed this up. So then Donald Trump spends two minutes talking about how great Donald Trump is, and he doesn't actually get around to answering the question. So I want to get to the end so that you can actually hear his answer. So we're just speeding through, speed, 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 speed. Let's get to the answer. What about revenge? What about revenge? What about revenge? Uh, I don't care about the revenge thing. I know they usually, usually use the word revenge. Will there be revenge? Uh, my revenge will be success. There you go. Now, also during the town hall, he again attacked mail-in voting, saying you're going to automatically have fraud. Probably not helpful, uh, as as most of the states still allow mail-in voting and and discouraging it uh, may may you know give an advantage to the Democrats. That's what happened four years ago. Now, some outsider candidates are burning through cr- cash very fast. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. raised two point seven million dollars last month, but he spent. million last month. President Biden is delivering remarks in Culver City, California today. He'll then leave Los Angeles for the lovely, beautiful city of the future, San Francisco, where he'll take part in a pair of campaign fundraisers. Uh, Even though she's cruising towards a big home state loss this weekend, Nikki Haley says she'll stay in the race through Super Tuesday, and some of her allies want her to keep running until the convention in case Trump stumbles unexpectedly. I'm Joe Kelly, and this is the Joe Kelly Presidential Pinger. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and Talk. Stepping out of the office elevator and into today's top stories. Here's what you missed while you were at work. All right, it was another busy news day today. Switzerland's government said on Wednesday that it wants to ban Hamas after the Palestinian terror group's massacre of Israelis on October 7th of last year. But it's a little late in the game there, Switzerland. And what exactly do you mean, ban Hamas? I mean, I'm with you on banning Hamas, but banning him from what? Coming into the country? Is that what you mean? Meanwhile, the Israeli government unilaterally decides today with a majority of their 99 ministers to not recognize the establishment of a, of a Palestinian state. Why would they? Why would they recognize a Palestinian state? Uh, also, a story that we have been reporting on all day today here on WDBO is a young girl is dead, a boy hospitalized after a hole that they were digging in the sand at Lauderdale-by-the-Sea collapsed around them. You know, my teenage sons went to the beach, uh, I don't know, a few months ago, and they were telling me that they were going to dig a giant hole. And I, I was so worried about them. And, I, and, and they're big, strapping, you know, young men. And I said, don't dig deep, you know, these deep, these holes too deep because they'll cave in on you. That happens and people die. And unfortunately, that's exactly what happened with this, this poor little kid. Uh, James Biden, James Biden, the, the brother of the president, testifies that he had no direct or indirect financial interest in business ventures. This is President Biden announces another $1.2 billion in student debt forgiveness in the latest effort, even after the U.S. Supreme Court blocked a wide relief plan just last year. Boeing finally got off their tushes. 
and announced that they're replacing the head of the 737 MAX program as part of a reshuffling of the company in the wake of the much-publicized incident of a door plug blowing out of an Alaskan Airlines flight. Didn't the 737 MAX have a bunch of problems before that anyway? Uh, just days after, this is so interesting to me. Just days after Alabama Supreme Court ruling that frozen embryos are children, one facility in Alabama now confirms it is pausing IVF treatments, in vitro fertilization treatments, because they're dealing with what we called snowflakes. Uh, we, we affectionately, my, my former wife and I affectionately referred to, uh, in fact, a lot of people, it wasn't just us, but a lot of people refer to uh, the frozen embryos as snowflakes. And, and that's, that's a term of endearment. And they have, the, the Alabama Supreme Court has effectively ruled that the snowflakes, um, are, are humans. They are, they are a human. And so thus, if you're a family that has a number of frozen embryos and, and you've implanted all of the ones that you intend to use and you have leftover frozen embryos, if you throw those away, that's a human, that's murder. And so that's the implications in Alabama. This is Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley said in an interview that she agrees with the Alabama Supreme Court that frozen embryos are considered people in the state. And finally, President Biden is considering executive action to restrict migrants seeking asylum at the U.S.-Mexico border. Oh, we must be getting close to Election Day or something if the president is just now considering some sort of executive action on that because he's had the opportunity to do something about that for the last three years and he has deliberately chosen to do nothing about those issues so i I guess there's finally time to get around to to doing something about it we got some data today paul cross from the florida department of transportation when it comes to the i-4 express lanes what i have taken note in with the i-4 express lanes this is the two-year anniversary. Can you believe it's been two years? Wow. Yeah, since the yeah, I-4 Express a, I didn't lanes. know that. It seems, it seems like it was just, you know, just a couple months ago, but it was two years ago this month that they added those express lanes in the middle of I-4. And FDOT, here's, what I, here's my takeaway. My takeaway is they've never once raised the prices. That whole thing is supposed to be dynamically priced not static price. So currently it's static price at 50 cents per toll booth. The price doesn't change. It's supposed to be dynamic in that the prices go up the more crowded it gets. The prices go down the less crowded it gets. In some cities like Atlanta, Georgia, Washington, D.C., even down in South Florida, some morning commutes will cost you 25, 30 bucks because of their dynamic pricing. Right? Isn't that crazy? So well, there's no incentive to go if it's going to be crowded and cost you more money. That's double, you know, negative there. Right, but they, they keep it from getting overly crowded by raising the prices. It's the same thing that the theme parks do. The theme parks recognize that overcrowding is a problem, so they, they deal with that problem by raising the prices at the theme parks so that the parks aren't overcrowded. Fewer people can afford it. Similarly, fewer people can afford a a $25 a day commute uh, on the I-4 Express Lane. That, to me, says that it's been a failure, that they've they've not seen enough traffic going there to justify raising the prices. They said, though, that they could at some point raise the prices, uh, but thus far, they have failed to do so, signaling to me that it's not working as planned. All right, macabre Wednesday, uh, a couple of stories that might be kind of gross. That'll be coming up next. Stay with us here on The Joe Kelly Show. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. Connected to our community. Talk local issues and events with Joe Kelly. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let Joe know what interests you. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. I just saw this headline. Beyonce, Beyonce becomes the first black woman to claim top spot on Billboard's country music chart. You know, I'd seen something about that, but I, I've, Ronald, would you find that song, find out whatever song that is from Beyonce, a country western song 
from Beyonce. I'd like uh, I'd like to take a listen. I bet our listeners would love to uh, hear a sample of that as well. We can all listen to it for the first time together. And just whisper in my ear when we have that ready. We'll do it maybe in the next segment or maybe even the next hour. Um, all right. Now, listen, you heard it uh, in my three big things you need to know today that while you may not have earned a college education, you are absolutely paying for one. As President Biden cancels student loan debt for nearly four million more Americans, voters, these are voters. I mean, we're buying, let's be honest here, we're buying votes, desperately buying votes, four million more votes that he's buying here to the tune of $1.2 billion, even though the Supreme Court says you can't do that. Now, all told, get this, we did the math, which is very complicated for us. So feel free to check my numbers. (laughs) Biden has canceled $138 billion in student loan debt. Now, while there's some 336 million Americans, we only have 148 million U.S. taxpayers. So if we divide the amount of money that Biden has paid in, in vote-buying schemes to pay off college loan debt, if we divide the $138 billion by 148 million U.S. taxpayers, if you sitting there in your car right now, if you're an American taxpayer, $932 of your money has gone to pay for someone else's college education. And President Biden today in Culver City, California, bragged about it. And MAGA Republican friends in the Congress, elected officials and special interests stepped in and sued us. And the Supreme Court blocked it. It blocked it. But that didn't stop me. I announced we were going to pursue alternative paths for student debt relief uh, for as many borrowers as possible. Yeah, for as many voters as possible, Biden. So what do you guys think about that? 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. Or hit me up in the open mic in the WDBO app. By the way, Frank... Frank mentioned something in our chat group on the WDBO Facebook page, and I didn't understand the word uh, when he, I didn't get the context when he said it. And then I got this open mic. I, I had mentioned that Sean Hannity and I are off by a day on how many days away we are from the presidential election. Not that it really matters, Joe. Uh, I think between you and Sean Hannity, you guys aren't taking into account this leap year. We got an extra day. That's right. It's a leap year. So one of us, either Sean or me, is not counting the extra day we have this year. My number is a day higher than Sean Hannity's. So that tells me that Sean is not counting the leap day that we have this year. So thank you to that open mic and thank you to Frank in the chat group. I get the context now of, of why you said leap day, but there is an extra day. My mother, by the way, fun fact, hashtag fun fact. My mother was born on February 28th in a leap year. So she came this close to being, how old did that make her now? Like in her 30s or something, if you have, have a birthday every three years or so. All right, Laurel, do you want to hear a gross story? Always. All right. I'm going to give you the hat trick of macabre stories. I have three of them for you. Now, uh, to, to prepare you, to prepare you, our listening audience, the first story is, is, um, is how do I phrase this, is, is graphic. The second story is icky. The third story, and I'll warn you before we get to the third story, the third story is one that you may not want to have. Uh, with your children listening there in the car with you, okay? So here's the first story. Uh, This is a story out of Springfield, Missouri, where a man lost his feet in a brush hog. You know what a brush hog is, Laurel? Uh, Is it some kind of like weed whacker sitting, weed whacker type thing? it's kind of like that. If you ever see them mowing the medians on the highways and it's a tractor pulling uh, a, a lawnmower behind it. That's generally a, a brush hog. It's a rotary mower that's attached to a tractor. So, so this guy calls emergency responders and said that he was involved in an, in an incident with a, while he was brush hogging and that both of his feet were severed in a brush hogging incident. Um, the, the, the police showed up on scene and things immediately started 
started to look, uh, to look not quite right. Um, and they ultimately found that it was a staged incident. Of course, there is a Florida connection as the man who lost, he did lose both feet. He lost him as a Florida man went to Springfield, Missouri to help this guy with what was going to be an insurance fraud uh, effort. They were going to commit insurance fraud. And he took a hatchet to the guy's feet and cut off his feet. Now, you might be thinking to yourself how painful that would be. The guy was a, a paraplegic. So uh, I'm going to have to ask just a remarkably ignorant question. Does that mean he would not feel it at all? I uh, guess it depends on his what's wrong with him, injury? but I would assume that if it's like nerve damage or spinal damage, then yeah, he, he couldn't feel it. So, so a guy from Florida makes the trip to that small Ozarks town to cut off the guy's legs with a hatchet so that they could commit insurance fraud. The wounds, according to the police lieutenant, were not very convincing. The cuts were too much. They were too clean to have been done by a brush hog. He says it's not done by a brush hog. It would have been bloody and a gory mess. I've seen those type of accidents before. It wasn't that. <laughs> Small town. I've, I know what brush hog decapitations look like or, or you know, limb. What do you call when you have a limb? Limb capitation. I don't think that's a word. <laughs> um, so anyhow, so here's the deal. Here's the interesting part. They never charged the guy with a crime because he actually never filed an insurance claim. So he didn't actually commit insurance fraud. He was going to commit insurance fraud. And then they were going to file charges against him for filing a false police slash EMS report. But the man was so severely injured from the incident, it would have been an arduous process to have him in jail and a lengthy stay at a hospital. Um, when they got to the scene, part of the things that made them suspicious was, thank you, Chris, amputation. How do we not know that? How, does, how do our minds blank on things like that? Chris in the chat group says amputation. That was the word. What did you say it was? Limb capitation. That's, <laughs> can't believe you. So anyhow, the feet weren't at the scene of the uh, amputation or the limb capitation. And so they asked the chief where, where the feet. It says a couple days later, they got a call from a relative that found them in a bucket obscured by some tires. So they went and got the feet. They didn't say what they ultimately did with the feet. Okay, there is gross story number one. Uh, hang on, I'm going to have gross icky. So the next story is icky. I'll have that coming up after the break. And then I'm going to have the... The uh, inappropriate, wholly inappropriate. It's not only not safe for work, it's not safe for family, it's not safe for humanity. I mean, it is awful, 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 awful. And and I'll give you a warning before that. But hang on, those stories are coming up for you next right here on the Happy and Uplifting Joe Kelly Show here on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. For 100 years, we've been your voice, your source, your heartbeat. From the roaring 20s to the digital age, we've been there for it all. Happy 100th anniversary, WDBO, where history and headlines meet. All right, it is Macabre Wednesday. So here's your ick story. And Laurel, this uh, if this doesn't make it the last time you ever go to a movie theater, I don't know what will. So they once again swabbed movie theater seats and cup holders, and they found that essentially cinema seats have 14 times more bacteria than toilet seats. You know, to be fair, I don't know why we always compare things to the, to the, to toilet seats, right? But to, to be fair, toilet seats get cleaned from time to time. I really doubt that movie theaters ever do a steam cleaning and sanitation, sanitization of their theater seats. Would you think they do that? No, I don't think they have somebody going in there, yeah. even weekly, wiping down everything. No. And they say that the cup holders are even worse. So don't use cup holders and don't sit in the seats. I right. can't remember the last time I stuck my hand in a cup holder and it wasn't sticky. Yeah, it's always gross. Now, here is the, here's the final story. This one's not only not safe for work, it's not safe for humanity. This is terrible. And if you have little kiddos in the car, you might want to turn down the radio for just a second. Uh, and it's a Florida story, unfortunately. As a Florida man and woman, both in their 20s, arrested 
uh, for sexually assaulting their household pets. This happened in uh, North Fort Myers. Lee County Sheriff's Office said that 26-year-old Samantha White had mm, <sighs> sexual intercourse with a family dog multiple times while her husband, 29-year-old John White, recorded her engaging in the sex acts. The sheriff says, I am disgusted by the actions of these two East Lee County residents. I will not tolerate any kind of abuse in Lee County. I stand by my guarantee to protect those who cannot protect themselves and put criminals behind bars. She was arrested for sexual activities involving animals. He was arrested for filming pornographic images and videos of a person and an animal engaged in sexual activity. Four dogs were removed from the home and are being evaluated for injuries. Uh, they're both, both have been released on $5,000 bond. And I mean this as a serious question. Can a dog that has been involved in a situation like that be rehabilitated? I mean, is that, I mean, if, if your dog was vicious and, and bit someone, odds are real good they're going to put down that dog. I mean, if it's, if it, it has a history of biting or aggressive behavior, odds are good that the government municipality, whatever, is going to put down that dog. After, and, and we've all been humped by dogs before. Can we all agree on that? I mean, we, we all have overexcited dogs that will hump anything that's around, but this goes beyond humping. Do you, I mean, do you think, and Laurel, you're our chief canine correspondent. I mean, can you rehab a dog like that? Yeah, they'll have to just check. Some dogs are really resilient and can bounce back and will have no PTSD, for lack of a better term, about it. And some dogs will never be able to recover. Unfortunately, he'll just have to go through a series of tests. Because clearly the humans uh, uh, cannot be rehabilitated. The humans are terrible. Uh, and and, and they're, I, I just, what would, I can't even, how does, I don't, but it, why, uh, it is just terrible. Okay, let's put a put a lid on this. I will not bring that story up again, so you can turn your radios back up. Coming up in the next hour, though, a, a topic that we touched on yesterday, and we're going to dig a little bit deeper. We're going to unpack it a little bit more when it comes to illegal immigration. Not gonna, we're not going to we're not going to squabble. We're not going to quibble over the numbers. We're not going to quibble over how many are here. We are going to quibble over how much it's costing you and me, the American taxpayers. So that's coming up uh, next. Stay with us here on The Joe Kelly Show. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Now, from the Bogan Muns and Muns WDBO Traffic Center, auto accident, choose Bogan Muns and Muns. Got that crash on the turnpike southbound after Hancock with the right lane closed there. So some delays heading into Orange County and still clearing up a wreck on Colonial Eastbound at McGuire Boulevard. This report sponsored by Fresh from Florida. Meal planning is work, so let Fresh from Florida help. Learn what's in season and browse hundreds of recipes at freshfromflorida.com. Eat healthier with Fresh from Florida. There's sunshine in every bite. From the WDBO Traffic Center, I'm Paul Cross. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. Insightful. You tell the truth from your point of view. Entertaining. Man, that guy is a lot taller than he sounds on the radio. And engaging. When we hear you on the radio, it's a good thing. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. All right, I want to unpack some immigration issues. But before we get to that, uh, I saw this headline just a short time ago that Beyonce, pop singer Beyonce, uh, has become the first black woman to top Billboard's country artists list and she has a new country song uh who does this remind you of by the way does this remind you of any other entertainer that uh that that switched genres uh taylor swift comes to mind for me she started as a country performer and then became a pop singer um and now here is a pop singer becoming a country artist and so let's take a listen the name of the song is texas hold'em i've never heard this before i'm guessing you've never heard this before let's take a listen to beyonce's country western song texas hold'em this ain't texas Down, 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 down. So pocket 
if I can't slow dance with you. Come throw some sugar on me, honey, too. It's a real live boogie and a real live hold down. Don't be a come take it to the floor now. Woo! There's a tornado. I gotta tell you that I, I am not particularly a big fan of Beyonce. I, I have no feelings about Beyonce whatsoever. Uh, and similarly, I have no feelings about country music. I, I'm, I'm not a big fan, but I don't hate country music. But I like this song. It's, 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 you can sing along with it. You can snap your fingers to it. You can kick your heels to it. I like this. We'll see. That's and and I and I will say that there, I did read in one of the radio trade magazines there was a bit of a dust up about uh, some country stations weren't playing the song, and that, as you might imagine, uh, the word racism was used in multiple occasions in that scenario. All right, Texas Hold'em. There you go. Thank you, Ronald from uh, Beyonce, uh, who's uh, top of the. Billboard country music chart. Good for her for branching out. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the if, if the country community embraces her as an artist. And I do not know. Someone I'm sure does. And if I looked it up, I could probably find this out. But I, I'm wondering if that's part of a bigger album or if that's just a single that she has released. I mean, has she gone and done a full country album or is that just a single single? All right. Let's talk about illegal immigration here. We, we spoke about it last night and everybody got hung up on the numbers, uh, which which was beside the point. The point is, is what it's doing to our nation and how much it's costing uh, American taxpayers. And I'm going to go city by city here as these blue cities that sat there holier than thou art declaring themselves sanctuary cities when they really didn't have any skin in the game. Well, thanks to Governor Abbott of Texas and to a lesser extent Governor DeSantis here in Florida, but really mostly Governor um, the governor of Texas, Governor Greg Abbott. The other cities, these holier-than-thou-art than sanctuary cities that welcome all and that have something called right-to-shelter laws, they're now feeling the pain. They actually have skin in the game for the first time when it comes to immigration issues. All right, so you guys welcome anybody anywhere and you're not going to charge anybody with federal immigration crimes, then let's send all the immigrants to your cities since you're so welcoming of them. Well, it has caused turmoil in all of the major blue cities in America. We're going to start with Boston, Massachusetts. Boston has rolled out the red carpet for foreign nationals who enter the country illegally there. The state has 17 contracts totaling $116 million to house the mostly military-age male migrants that have shown up there since June. It includes a no-bid $10 million contract for a, comp uh, a company to provide meals. In some cases, the state is paying hotels $64 per person each day just for meals. The meals include $16 for breakfast, $17 for lunch, and $31 for dinner per person. The governor there, Massachusetts Governor Maura Healy, says that they have welcomed more than 20 migrants into the statewide shelter system. She is now resorting on calling on residents to house illegal aliens in their homes. They're even giving residents financial incentives, saying that we will pay you to have the illegal immigrants working in your home. Wow, what does that sound like? What does that sound like exactly? That sounds a bit like slavery, if you ask me. Um, now, earlier this month, the state opened a new taxpayer-funded facility with over 400 ben, uh, beds in Boston's Melnia Cass Recreational Center, and it was all the reporting in Boston News. Look inside the new temporary shelter, which will be a safe space for hundreds of families over the next few months. The Melnia Cass Rec Center. A recreational center in Roxbury, now a temporary safety net site with beds, play areas, and other necessities for incoming migrant families that the governor and community leaders toured today. We're here today because we really don't have a choice. State and city leaders say they've all been moved by the plight of families, many now camping out at Logan Airport with no place to go, and a state shelter system stretched to the limit. When uh, 
children are asking, Mommy, where are we going tonight? Where are we going to sleep? Uh, it's a human crisis. Shame on healing! Shame on but the plan has received mixed reviews in the community, since the Recreation Center is also a vital resource for youth and adult programs. We sympathize with them. We as a people in our community, we love. But sometimes we love so much that we spite our own selves. Now, right there in front of the, the same Melnia Cass Recreational Center, the day they closed it down to local residents so that it could be only used for illegal immigrants, one man stood outside, prohibited from entering. A Boston man wanted to get into the recreational center uh, and was prohibited by cops from doing so, and the man started yelling at the cops, and the language is spicy, it's all bleeped, but, but the man makes a good point, albeit he makes it at a very high volume. And I'm fucking angry, that's why. So why can't I get in the fucking building? Why? Where's the mayor at? Y'all, this fucking count of Shame, yo. It's all about fucking money. It's a fucking money grab. Y'all give a fuck about the motherfuckers that was born and fucking raised here. Y'all raised the fucking rich so fucking high. Can't afford to live here, but y'all gonna bring some other motherfuckers here? That doesn't fucking add up. It doesn't make no fucking sense. None. None. I'm fucking homeless. I work a full-time job, 40 hours, and can't pay to live here. How the f*** are y'all going to bring somebody else here? Don't make no f***ing sense. None. And how can you as a mayor, how can you as a governor look at that guy in the eyes and say, I'm sorry, you're second class. You're second class to someone who not only doesn't isn't from boston isn't from massachusetts they're not even from the united states they broke multiple laws getting here crossing the border and they're making those people a priority over the local residents uh again the guy was spicy but the guy was angry why shouldn't he be angry i mean imagine if 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 the city leaders shut down all of our favorite recreational centers, all of our you know favorite municipal buildings, uh, schools, and, and kicked your kids out of schools so that they could squeeze in more illegal immigrants, most of whom, many of whom, are military-age single men. Gosh, I wonder why military-aged single men, Chinese men, Arab men, why would they be coming to the United States, one wonders? Hmm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to see what the end game here is. It is an invasion um, at this point, and, and the Democrats are wholly responsible for this, fully responsible for this. So that's Boston. Let's go to Chicago now. In Chicago... The, the migrant surge is hurting African Americans, just like in Boston. And some black Chicagoans now have taken to social media to slam Chicago's Mayor Johnson, uh, Brandon Johnson, over $9,000 payouts they're giving to migrants to cover their rent and help furnish their apartments. It says the, the black residents in Chicago say that the $9,000 payouts to migrants is pricing them out of long-standing black neighborhoods. They can no longer afford it because the migrants, the illegal migrants, have more money to spend on rent than the long-time black Chicagoans do. So they are, the government is pricing them out of the market. And lastly, to New York City, the, the big cities that are causing, that are, that are, that are dealing with the, finally for the first time ever, with skin in the game. So the city of New York is paying, just like Chicago, just like Boston, they are paying migrants. They're giving them preloaded debit cards worth up to $10,000.
uh, a they pass out a chart of how much money each asylum seeker can get under their program in the city of New York, ranging from three hundred and forty five dollars a month for a single migrant to two thousand two hundred and three dollars per month for a family of eight. A family of three could get as much as nine hundred and thirty two dollars a month. A family of four could get eleven hundred ninety five dollars in allowance per month to use at bodegas, grocery stores, supermarkets and, and more. On top of that, on top of the $5,000 that Joe Biden is giving to each illegal immigrant at the southern border when they're processed, the illegal immigrants are raking in taxpayer dollars hand over fist. Whether it is federal taxpayer dollars, state taxpayer dollars, or city and local taxpayer dollars, we are all paying for this, and the Biden administration is turning a blind eye. And, and once again, the Democrats said the quiet part out loud. We know why they are doing that. New York Congresswoman uh, Clark. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, we have a diaspora that, that can absorb a significant number of these migrants. And I, that, you know, when I hear uh, colleagues talk about, uh, you know, the, 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 the doors of the inn being closed, um, no room in the inn, I, I'm saying, you know, I, I need more people in my district, but just for redistricting purposes. And those members could, could clearly uh, fit here. That's the end game right there, folks. That's the end game is to get more constituents. And the more constituents you have in each district, the more you're able to grow the state population when it comes census time. And you'll recall that it was Donald Trump who fought to, to not count illegal immigrants in the census. He lost that fight. We do count illegal immigrants in the census. And it is the census through which we uh, apportion our congressional districts and our federal dollars. New York in recent years, California in recent years has lost congressional districts. Here in Florida, we gained a congressional district because our population has grown here uh, organically in Florida, uh, but it is growing inorganically or artificially uh, in places like New York now and Chicago and Boston and and they may well pick up congressional seats as their states grow. So it's not about building up a voter base because generally speaking, uh, and, and sure there are exceptions and, and there are cheaters, but generally speaking, illegal immigrants cannot vote, certainly cannot vote in federal elections. Uh, in New York City and some other blue cities, they do allow illegal immigrants to vote in local elections like school board and stuff like that. Uh, but illegal immigrants are not allowed to vote in federal elections. So it's not about building up a Democrat voter base. It is about building up their constituencies and growing their districts for reapportionment when it comes time for the census. 844-580-WDBO. You can join me right now with your reaction as the blue cities finally have some skin in the game. 844-580-WDBO or use the open mic in the WDBO app. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Breaking news to lively debates covering the issues that matter to you. I make it a point to listen to Joe Kelly when I need to fully understand what's happening in the news. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO. We are talking about illegal immigration and how these blue cities are now, if you will, and uh, gosh, I hate to use this term, feeling our pain. Uh, feeling the pain, not not our pain here in Orlando as much, but feeling the pain of, of South Texas, feeling the pain of Southern Arizona, feeling the pain, frankly, of Southern California. Southern California, uh, <laughs> they got their own problems. I'm not going to get into California's issues, but uh, a lot of a reaction here on the open mic. Okay, Joe, I got another maybe not popular comment. Okay. But I honestly, theoretically, uh-huh. wish, hope, and would advise every single tax-paying, hard-working producer in this country oh, eh? to refuse to uh, file a tax return. Oh. I mean everybody, whether you own a business or an individual, whatever, don't file your taxes. And let's see if that doesn't get the government attention. Well, a couple thoughts there. 
Uh, one, you are absolutely rolling the dice by not filing a tax return. Uh, I mean, if we hired 80, what was it? We hired 88 million new tax assessors or something like that. So we, we, I don't know that I would be willing to do that. And the, the bigger problem there is, is automatic withholding. Uh, you know, after or during World War II, we started doing automatic withholding. Prior to World War II, uh, when it came to be tax time, you had to write a check. Uh, for whatever your taxes that you owed. Well, now it's automatically withheld from our paychecks. So what you're filing now is not your taxes. You're filing your tax return, uh, basically just a statement affirming how much you've already paid. So most of us, certainly that are employed rather than own businesses, uh, most of us who are employed have already paid the taxes. In fact, uh, I should be getting my return today or tomorrow, uh, because I, I overpaid my taxes and I'm, so I'm getting a, a small return. And, and so I don't, I don't know that that's a good idea to, uh, withhold your, your tax returns. It might just hurt you in the end. Um, all right. And this is an interesting suggestion here. Joe, I think you said the magic word just a few minutes ago. Um, you said, uh, males uh, that are military age well that's probably a good place they need to be since they're here to start serving in the military look i appreciate where you're coming from and under normal circumstances i might agree with you but given what's happening now i i not only don't agree with you but i would take the opposite position i would argue that none of the illegal immigrants who have crossed the border in the last, let's say, four years, but certainly the three years of the Biden administration, none of them should be eligible to serve in the United States military, period, end of sentence, full stop. Because as we have 20, 30,000 Chinese military age men coming across the border, we already need to be worried about them forming sleeper cells. Uh, Arab men coming across the border. We need to be worried about them forming sleeper cells. The last thing we want to do is to deliberately insert them into our armed forces, infiltrating. It is the enemy inside the gate, and we don't want the enemy inside the gate. I would put a, if, if I was a lawmaker, I would propose a bill straight away banning, outlawing any immigrants in the last three years from being able to join any of the U.S. armed forces. What do you guys think? 844-580-WDBO or use the open mic in the WDBO app. I'm Joe Kelly. Thank you so much for listening to The Joe Kelly Show. We'll continue. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. Orange, Seminole, Osceola, and all of Central Florida. Join the conversation now by using the open mic in the WDBO app. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's news and talk, WDBO. Hey, Joe. I'm starting to get this vibe that somebody has wheeled a Trojan horse into our country. Yeah, somebody in our chat group said the same thing. Uh, that, that was exactly what was stated. And, and yeah, I think you're exactly right. Uh, and, and, you know, it, 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 there is a certain element that made sense when we see Central Americans and South Americans that are making their way towards our southern border. It does not make sense when Arab men, Chinese men, when men from other continents make their way to Mexico to enter the United States. That does not make sense. That does not compute. That is not a normal immigration pattern. And, and that is, to me, more systemic of a, a different problem than just people trying to find a better life. Those are people who are truly infiltrating our country and that scares the heck out of me and it should scare the heck out of the biden administration but it evidently uh losing congressional seats scares them more than letting sleeper cells into the united states 844-580-wdbo to mount dora beautiful mount dora we go jamie is joining us here on the joe kelly show hi jamie hi joe how are you this evening i am great how are you what's for dinner 
I am well. <laughs> hospital food. My husband was in the ho- is in the hospital, but I'm I sorry just to hear wanted that. to. Well, thank you. I just wanted to say um, I listen to your show all the time, and I love what you guys do. I was also um, thinking about. I often talk back to the radio uh, when you're talking, and I was like. I 100% agree with you on the the Trojan horse. That is exactly what that is. That is a terrible move, and it absolutely scares the heck out of me, too, that we would allow these people unvetted to come into our country and now join our military? Yeah, that we we cannot allow that to happen. I mean, I, re, I remember, no. and his name is going to escape me. And I want to say it was uh, Fort Hood, uh, the Arabic man, the the Muslim man that went on a shooting rampage at Fort Hood. I mean, he was a classic example of of the enemy inside the gate. I mean, he had infiltrated our United States military as an officer, even. And went on a shooting spree. I don't remember the the carnage, the death toll, but but he had killed a number of of our soldiers yeah. there at Fort Hood. And if we allow any of these these migrants into the military, we're just setting ourselves up for espionage. We're setting ourselves up for uh, for for I would say you know having traitors, uh, but they're not traitors if they're not American citizens. Exactly, exactly. I am a a U.S. history and world history teacher, and I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, we are just setting ourselves up for disaster, and in this cancel culture, we're so afraid we're going to offend someone, you know, by not letting them join our military, but they truly have no right. You know, I live with a, a veteran. My father-in-law's a, a Vietnam vet, and I mean, it's it's deplorable. So I just wanted to make that comment. I'm I'm very frightened by the state of the country in general, but for sure now talking about, you know, allowing these people then to come in and be our in our military and it's just it's it's very upsetting. So thanks for all you do, Joe. Jamie, can we pray for your husband uh, uh, when I get off the air tonight? Can I say a prayer for him? Oh my gosh, that would mean so much to me. Tell me his first name if you if you don't mind. Absolutely. His name is Al. Al, okay, I, I, there. I know a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, you have, you have thoughts and prayers and that kind of stuff," and they just kind of throw it away. I believe that when you say you're going to do something for God, that if you don't do it, to me, that is the definition of using the Lord's name in vain. So when I get wow. off the air, I, I am, I am going to make sure that I spend a moment and I'm going to pray for Al and for for his health and for a full recovery. Oh, thank you so much, Joe. That means a lot to me. I'm the daughter and the sister of a of a preacher of preachers Mm. so i so do i do so appreciate that jamie thank you so much i'm so glad you listen and please give your husband our best thank you you have a nice evening you do as well thank you 844-580-WDBO or hit me up in the open mic in the wdbo app now this out of drive time yes this out of new york city ah, same same storyline it's illegal immigration An Amazon delivery driver has now been charged by New York City police after he was forced to defend himself during a lewd attack from a drunk, naked, illegal alien who tried to steal packages from his van. Uh, This from the New York Post. The drunk foreign criminal uh, exposed himself and tried to rob the worker. The, the, The worker, a guy named Abu... Uh, he's the, he's the, uh, Amazon van driver and delivery guy who's making deliveries at 4.45 PM Sunday. He noticed, um, what ultimately was determined to be an illegal border crosser clutching a beer bottle and masturbating on the street. Yeah, they aren't sending their best and brightest. Um, the incident took place near Nine Hall Street, which is a taxpayer-funded shelter where the 26-year-old migrant lives, identified as Yishan Sanchez. Abu said he told Sanchez to stop what he was doing and that the situation started to escalate from there. He said, I was, I was unloading my stuff and a guy, he was like a pervert, he had his penis out, Abu said to the Post. Uh, he's on the corner of the street doing that thing to himself. And Abu said, hey, what are you doing? And then he went in into the van to get his mail where everything was, the naked guy, and shoved him. So, so ultimately, they arrest the driver, Abu, 
He's charged with third-degree assault. Police claimed that Sanchez was left with swelling and bruising on his face because Abu picked up a piece of ice. It was snowy and icy at the time. He picked up a piece of ice and hit him in the head with it. And so now Abu has been arrested. Uh, what about Sanchez? You're going to love this. Sanchez was also charged with petit larceny, public lewdness, and the consumption of alcohol in the streets. He was released without bail on Monday. Classic. Absolutely classic. Ronald, what was that, buddy? Let's go to Michael at 844-580-WDBO. Hi, Michael. Hey, how are you? Good. Good. So, real briefly, during World War II, my father was a, an illegal alien, uh, came here from Italy, joined the U.S. Army at age 15. Yeah, he lied about his age. Yep, as um, a lot of people did. <laughs> but he... He was in the U.S. Army for 35 years. He retired as a command sergeant major, got his college degree. He talked like a this. <laughs> <laughs> like Super Mario. Yeah, yeah, it was really funny. Um, but he was a patriot, you know. And then he, he served in the CIA for another 22 years. Wow. But we didn't, we didn't know it until he died and they showed up at the funeral. Holy smokes. Uh, thanking my mom for his 22 years uh, in the CIA, and they're wow. like, she was, she was like, well, he wasn't in the CIA, and they're like, yes, ma'am, he was. Wow, what a, <laughs> what a cool story. So the good thing is, my brother was a vet, I, I'm a vet, and um, so we, it was because of my father and his patriotism, but again, you know, that was a different time. Yes. Uh, we all spoke multiple languages, but my father used to say, we are American citizens. You only speak oh. it to English in my house. Oh. So those were really different, different times. Mindset. Yeah, you know, that was that was when the melting pot was about assimilating into a single culture, and now the melting pot is is about not assimilating and maintaining your own culture, keeping your own culture. And, and I, you know, I think we can appreciate other people's cultures just fine. But we, you know, we we I brought it up yesterday. We live in these silos: our, our cultural silos. Yeah. Our, our gender silos, our, our political party silos. You know, we no yep. longer mix together anymore. We hate our neighbors. We don't love our neighbors. We hate everybody. And it's these are just different times, and it is truly heartbreaking. I'm so glad you called, Michael. Thank you so much, and, and thank you for your service and that of your family as well. What a great, great story to share with our listeners and to share with your family for future generations as well. I'm Joe Kelly. You can c continue to join us at 844-580-WDBO. We use the open mic in the WDBO app. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. No, no, no. The three big things you need to know. Powered by Hard Rock Bet. Three. The trial and the murder of Tupac Shakur is being pushed back. On Tuesday, KTNV reported the trial has been pushed back to November. Dwayne KVD Davis is accused of organizing the murder of Tupac and recently hired a new lawyer. Two. Federal Reserve officials aren't in a rush to lower interest rates. That's according to minutes from the central bank's meeting last month. Officials expressed optimism that rate hikes had lowered the rate of inflation, but officials said they want to see more before easing rates back down. One. One. James Biden says his brother, President Biden, was never involved in any of his financial deals. James Biden sat down for an hours-long interview with lawmakers today as part of the Republican-led impeachment inquiry into the president. We're moving with you throughout your day. Wake up with Scott Inez and Orlando's morning news starting at 5 a.m. Then settle in. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Talk and discussion on the latest breaking national news. Crude oil prices continue to fall. Local news. You're not going to have Disney have its own government in Central Florida. And stories that matter to you. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let your voice be heard on The Joe Kelly Show. All right, this is a crazy story, uh, not, not immigration related. Uh, and I mentioned it in my big three earlier, but I wanted to expand upon it for you. Now, think about this, guys. All right, so you're at the beach. Let's say you're hanging out at somewhere along the beaches of Port Canaveral, or maybe you're leaving on a cruise ship out of Port Canaveral. You know, there are a lot of submarines out in the Atlantic, and I don't know if you know this, but Jacksonville, just up the road from us, Jacksonville is a major U.S. Navy uh, submarine base. Did you know that? 
You guys are both shaking your head. I don't know no, if you know I this. I did not know that. Well, my mic's not on all the time. I have to kind of go and work on it to turn okay. it off all right. and on. But so a didn't lot of, know that, Joe. Yes, a lot of submarines come in and out of Jacksonville. So uh, happening off the coast of Port Canaveral, a British nuclear submarine misfired. It was shooting a, uh, a Trident II missile. And if you've ever seen them in movies or documentaries, basically the missile... Uh, has a little propulsion device that shoots it out of the sub or out of the water. And then once it is in the air, then the rocket kicks in and sends it flying towards its destination. Well, in this particular case, that second part didn't happen. So the Trident II missile went up into the air just over the submarine, but the missile didn't kick in. The rocket didn't kick in. So the Trident missile fell right back down, narrowly missing the nuclear submarine and uh, splashing into the Atlantic. This, again, just off the coast of Port Canaveral. And the, the Trident II missile went down to the bottom of the Atlantic. Now, this happened last month. We're just now learning about this because they wanted to retrieve the missile before anybody knew about it. So they sent a re recovery team down to retrieve the missile because of the proprietary uh, information that is on that. It was not a nuclear warhead. There was not a bomb. It was a dummy. It was a dummy warhead. Uh, but isn't that crazy to think that that's the kind of stuff that's happening off the coast of Port Canaveral? We've got rocket launches and, and, and rockets landing out the Atlantic. We've got rockets being shot from submarines out in the Atlantic. We've got people fishing out in the Atlantic. We've got all kinds of craziness. Listen, thank you so much, guys, for being a part of the show tonight. We would not be here but for you. Uh, join me later tonight and say a prayer for Al in the hospital so that he, uh, he feels better soon. I'm Joe Kelly. Love you guys. And we'll see you back here on the radio tomorrow, 5 till 7 p.m. right here on WDBO.